Welcome to Lompoc Foursquare Church's podcast. Enjoy the message. Well, it says uh, getting a grip on your heart and your mind. Has your emotions ever gotten the best of you? Which is another way of saying they've made you the worst. I want to go to Matthew chapter 5 real quick and remind you that God made us emotional. We're talking about being transformed. I want to talk about our emotions today and reading the Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, they'll be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven from the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. As you read these words of Jesus, every one of these phrases, poor in spirit, those who mourn, those who are meek, those who hunger and thirst, those who are merciful, these are all emotions. And I think it's just phenomenal. In the greatest sermon, the greatest talk of all time, Jesus is speaking to people, the Sermon of the Mount, And he's talking about our emotions. God has made us emotional beings. And some of you understand this. Whether you have a control on your emotions or not, God has made us emotional because all of us have had moments where we've flown off the handle, blown a gasket, uh, fried our engines, said things we wish we could take back written things, texted things, tweeted things, Facebooked things that we were doing the emotion of the moment. Someone questioned our faith. Someone questioned our politics. Someone questioned our view of whatever. And we got a little emotional about it. Am I the only one? I don't want to be alone here today. (laughs) You know, Mark 12, Jesus again reminds us of emotions. He said the most important commandment is this, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord with all that you have, with with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And then the second is emotional. Love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, the Lord doesn't want us to to love God the Father with half-baked love. I mean, he's, he's in this. And so um, I want to give some credit to a couple of my dear friends. Rick Warren is one of them. Um, I had lunch with him once, so therefore we're friends. And I want to give credit to another guy named Pete Scazzaro. And I want to remind you that back in November, uh, I did three messages about emotions. This is not any of those. This is different. But if we're talking about being transformed, we have to understand a couple of things that our emotions need to be transformed. And it's a daily, it's a daily task. It's not, again, one and done. So the first thing, and if you're a note taker and you've got some notes that the wonderful ushers gave to you, God has emotions. 
He feels, he has joy, grief, pain, hatred towards sin. He has frustration in his heart. Matter of fact, um, I found this, this verse, Genesis 6, 6, the Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth and his heart, <laughs> God's heart can be deeply troubled. You know why? Because he made us. And then he thought, oop, what did I do? Does God make mistakes? Well, not really, but kind of, sort of, because he made us. The second thing is my ability to feel is a gift from God. What would our lives look like if our emotions were under the control of the Holy Spirit? What would our emotions look like if we really, really, really believed what it says in this book? Again, I mean, people are doing this all the time right now. You're seeing it in our country. And I've said it before. We are putting feelings in front of truth. Truth sits the back seat, feelings in the front seat. Well, I feel that's okay. I feel that's right. I feel those people need to be, oh, yep, not just loved and accepted, but agreed with. Because after all, it's, life is based on feeling. Nothing more than feeling. Come on. Have you ever felt your way or gone with your gut or gone with your intuition and end up in the wrong place? Ever impulse bought anything? Look, honey, it's on sale, but you already have one. Yeah, but I'll have another one. I'll have a backup. You ever, you, you ever, ladies, you ever bought a purse on impulse? You already have a collection. No, you don't. You ever bought shoes on impulse? You ever bought a car on impulse? Come on. You went on the lot and they said, this is the one for you. And your emotions got the best of you. And you drove it home and you tried to impress everyone with it. You know, oftentimes if we buy things on impulse, um, we, we buy things we don't need with money we don't have to impress people we don't like. <laughs> Think about it. Isn't it true? God has emotions and God's given us the, the gift of emotions as well. And, but what would your emotions look like? My emotions look like if we just said, Lord, transform us by the renewing of our mind. Remember Romans 12 too. And then to be able to say, God, Help me to take control of my heart. Help me to walk away when I could blow up. Help me to take a breather. We've all been there. And by the way, I'm not preaching at you because I've I, I lived this too. Moments where I just, I wish I could go back and change some things. You know, we have two, two sides. We have emotionalism on one side and we have stoicism on the other. Yeah. Now, emotionalism says, oh, I'm going to live my life based on all that I feel. No matter what's going on in the world, as long as I feel it, therefore I'm going to do it. I'm going to live it. I'm going to believe it. I'm going to embrace it. I'm not responsible for what I say or do or how I hurt you. My emotions matter most of all. My emotions. The other extreme is stoicism where feelings don't matter. Suck it up. Buttercup. Yeah. Come on. But we just read in Matthew 5, your feelings do matter. They matter to Jesus enough that he would preach about them in the most important sermon he ever gives. I love what Ezekiel 36, 26 says. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I'll remove from you your heart of stone or stoicism 
and give you a heart that's pliable, that's compassionate, that's, that's a fleshy heart. So, so why must I learn to manage my emotions? And again, I give Mr. Warren credit for this. Feelings are often unreliable, he says. So then I scour the scripture. Where, where do we find unreliable emotions? And, and I found there were 12 spies that Moses sent into the land of promise, right? And 10 of them came back with the emotion of, what would you say? Fear. Fear gripped their heart in such a way where they said, we can't go in there. We will die. The giants will eat us up for lunch. Huh? We will die. And two spies, you remember their names? Joshua and Caleb. They came back and said, hmm, we can handle this because God is with us. The 10 got wrapped up in emotion. And, and watch this. The 10 got together and started talking about what they saw and what they felt. They started to share their emotion together, and it became all the more believable. Well, hold on to that, because we'll talk about it in a moment. But it's emotions that control our motions, and our feelings are often unreliable. Sorry. I love what Proverbs 14, 12 said, there's a way that seems right to a man and a woman, okay? But in the end, it leads to to death. I'm gonna go with my gut. I'm gonna do what I wanna do. See, if we don't control our emotions, they will control us. And you will be manipulated by your feelings and by your moods. We've just come out of a thing called a emotional pandemic. It was more than, a, than mask wearing or not wearing masks. It was more than churches open or churches closed. It was more than vaccines or non-vaccines. I mean, there's a deep emotion. And I've talked to several mental health experts, psychologists and counselors, and they said, we have yet to discover the emotional toll that 2020 took on people. We've yet to discover it. And if you're paying attention, the suicide rate is high. If you're paying attention, um, eviction notices are starting to go out in different places. If you're paying attention, there will be foreclosures, there will be short sales. I'm just telling you, I'm not a prophet. I've just listened to a bunch of experts. I've talked to people. And so what, what, what are we gonna see? We're going to see the emotional fallout of a year that was more than physical. It was emotional. It was emotional. I talked to people that own businesses. It was emotional. I talked to people that closed their businesses, locked it up for the last time. It was emotional. I talked to pastors who left the ministry last year. It was emotional. I talked to congregants who left their church. It was emotional, and it still is emotional. I talked to people who wondered if there is a God. It's emotional. It still is emotional. But like an open city, Proverbs 25, 28 says, with no defenses is the man with no check on his feelings. Think about that. So here's what we need to do. This is good news now. It gets better. 1 Corinthians 5, 8 says, be self-controlled and... First. First Peter 5.8, sorry. It says, um, be self-controlled and alert, thank you, 
Your enemy, like the devil, prowls around looking like a roaring lion, and he's looking for someone to devour. Notice the phrase self-control. That word literally goes back to our emotions. If you're out of control emotionally, the devil will come around and say, yippee-yay, I can eat you up for lunch. I can cause you to believe lies. I can cause you to, 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 to run for your life. Remember Elijah? He began to run from Jezebel. He wasn't led by the Lord. He was led by lies. Read the story. And the second thing is we, we've got to make sure that our emotions are under control because I want my life to please God, and I can't do that if my emotions rule me. Romans 8, 6, and 8 says to be controlled by human nature results in what? In death. But to be controlled by the Spirit results in life and peace. And that's all I want for you. That we would be people that would be controlled by the Holy Spirit and life and peace would flow to us and through us to those around us. See, our, our world and our friends are watching us. They are. They're checking you out. And when, the, when you went to church, got up, went to church today, they, they know you. They, they watch you. They figured, well, who else is going out at 9 o'clock or before 9 o'clock in the morning? And maybe you brought your Bible, and they saw your Bible under your hand. They go, okay. Now they're going to watch you to see if you've got changed at church. Are you going to be different? Is God going to do something in your life? Are you going to allow him to control your life? First Peter 4, 2, from now on, we must live the rest of your earthly lives controlled by God's will and not by human desires. That verse will save you five years of pain if you believe it. That we'll be controlled by God's will, that we'll be surrendered to him as we sang this morning. I surrender everything to you, Lord. I think our world that has a emotional dysfunction right now, for the most part, desperately needs to see Jesus Christ alive in us, holding us together, giving us peace that passes all understanding. So what do you do with unwanted feelings? Well, first of all, you need to name it. You can't fix something that you don't identify. All right, that was free with the price of admission. Come on. You can't Change something that you don't identify. So when somebody asks you, I mean, somebody, a trusted friend asks you, are you okay? And you go, yep, doing good. You really? You're really fine? How are you really doing? I'm really fine. And you're lying through your teeth? You can't change what you don't acknowledge. I mean, when you go to God and, and you say to the Lord, Lord, I'm having the time of my life when you're not having the time of your life. Read the Psalms. We've been studying the Psalms and... Um, They've been online if you want to follow along. We've been, every week for a year, we've been doing a study in the book of Psalms. Some of you are going, oops, I didn't know that. But it's there. You can go back and find them in our archives. Every Tuesday night, they get posted at six o'clock, and there they are for you. And one thing we've learned in studying the Psalms, they are real and raw and honest. I love when David identifies what's happening, when he's specific when he says something like this, I mean, you just want to be honest. God, my soul is downcast. God, I'm restless. God, I'm angry. God, I'm upset. How come the wicked people are succeeding and I'm not? Or then he comes the other way. God, I have joy and I have excitement in my life. God, I feel so good about the fact that you're with me. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my light in darkness. I'm, I'm going to encourage you to name it and be honest with God. Just be honest with him. Psalm 55, 2, here, here's um, 
what God's word says. Pay attention to me. My thoughts are restless and I am what? Confused. That is so refreshing to hear somebody say that. Now, if you've got close friends and you're always complaining and whining about your place in life, you're not going to have friends very long. But it's good for you to be able to say, this is where I am. And here's some questions we answer. First, what am I really feeling? And go deeper than the surface. What am I really feeling? Second, why am I feeling it? Why? Where's this coming from? And third, where am I connecting with God about my feeling? Where am I connecting with him? And fourth, is it true? Is it true? When you feel like God doesn't love you, you know that's not true, right? You rise up and say, Lord, I know you love me. Or when you've done something, you've disobeyed God, and you say, there's no way, Lord, you can forgive me. You know that he can. So don't believe the lie that he cannot. And and the second thing is challenge it. This is, again, Rick Warren's credit. Challenge what you're feeling. You don't just automatically accept what you're feeling and go with it. I mean, you don't automatically assume that it's accurate and go with it. You need to say what David said. And I found this in the Living Bible, Psalm uh, 26.2. Lord, cross-examine me. Test my motives and my affections. In other words, God, put me on trial and cross-examine me and see if there's anything wicked inside of me. Test my motives. And then I think we need to come to the place to say, God, is this emotion helping me or hurting me? Is it making me more like Jesus? Is it giving me a better witness? I was in a restaurant not too long ago, uh, actually seated outside with a triple mask on, and I watched a couple of people get very upset because the service was a little on the slow side. And I love to study people, especially when they're screwing up. I, I, I know, because I don't want to screw up too. So I'm, I'm watching them, and I recognize something. All of their anger and angst and their fuming and steaming, didn't make the service any faster. Actually, I think one of the waitresses said, uh, table seven, go slow on table seven, (laughs) because they're out of control emotionally. (laughs) And I overheard the gentleman at the table say, well, they're going to get a bad Yelp review from us that Google review from us. And I thought to myself, really? Do you understand what the proprietor or proprietors of this establishment have had to go through? Think about it. But you see, in that moment, the fact that they had to wait on their omelet caused them to rise up in negative angst. By the way, I'll let you in on a secret. Don't tell anybody I said this. You online, don't tell. I know those people. They go to another church. (laughs) It's a good church, but they must not listen to the sermons or at least take them home. 
I thought about their witness for a moment. I wanted to go get involved, but I felt a foot under the table. <laughs> I know her. <laughs> I know my wife, Debbie. Boop. That boop means stay out of it. I wanted to get into it. I wanted to go and I know your pastor. <laughs> Do you want me to call him now? I wonder if they lost a little bit of their witness because their waitress is, non, is, a, is an unbeliever. And the other person that came over is also an unbeliever. I wonder what taste they left in the mouth of the waitresses. Hmm. Well, I'll move on because you don't want to talk about food in church and because <laughs> it'll make you hungry. I wonder if they would have stopped, and I'm not judging them because I've done it too. I wonder if they would have stopped and just said, Lord, in the scheme of the universe and all things eternal, 20 more minutes for our omelet is not going to be the end of the world. But 20 more minutes of our emotion and attitude may be the end of our witness. You follow? Now, you can take that to mean anything that you want it to mean. You, you could put it into another story like not paying our bills on time or not having our word be our bond. But when we get emotional and our emotions get the best of us, we just have to stop. And then, blame it on Rick Warren if you don't like the third little point here. We have to tame it. We have to name it and tame it. Back, you emotion. Bah. You know, that's, that's a Bernie. That's not Rick. Philippians 2.5, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. You want to talk about being transformed? Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Does anybody like that verse? I don't like that verse. My attitude towards my wife and my children and my grandkids and my neighbors and my church and my friends at the police department and the fire department and Vandenberg Air Force Base all those places where I try to do ministry and serve, my attitude towards them needs to be like Jesus' attitude towards them. Wow. How much does Christ love my wife? Enough to die on a cross for her. I better, I better kick my game up a little bit, don't you think? How much does Christ love you? I better get my pastoral game up then. Hey, how much does Christ love your pastor? You better get your game up then. Huh? How much does he love your neighbor? So all of our emotions have a witness and have a ministry that we can actually love people around us because our attitude is fueled by our emotions. Zechariah 4.6. You will not succeed by your own strength or power but by the Spirit, says the Lord Almighty. What's the answer to getting our emotions under check? I give you this. You won't succeed by your willpower, your own strength. You won't succeed by a book you read, though it can help you. You will succeed by the Spirit of God, says the Lord Almighty. His power to help you each and every day. 
Galatians 5, 22 and 23, when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, he will produce this kind of fruit in us. And this is who we're called to be. Are you ready? Love, joy, peace. Come on. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and oh, self-control. How about we just say emotional control? Let's read them again, can we? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I would love for you to be able to say, these are my trademarks. This is how I, how I live. I want this for me. I want this for my family. I want this for our church. What kind of church is Lompoc Foursquare? A church of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. A church that puts others before themselves. A church that puts God on the top of everything. A church that makes God's word my word, your word. Where we believe the scriptures and we allow them to change our lives. So before I pray, I want to give you a prayer right from the scriptures, Psalm 1914. And it says, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord. God, you're looking and you're seeing my emotions and you're listening to my words. May, may the meditations of my heart be pleasing. May the emotions and desires, the things I feel in my heart, even when the waitress or waiter is slow, even when things didn't go my way, even when someone said something to me or about me that devastated and rocked my world, I will go to you first and foremost, God. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight. This is my prayer for you. May the words of your mouth and the meditations of your heart be pleasing in the sight of God. So, Lord, thank you that you are an emotional God. Thank you that you weep. Thank you that you rejoice over us. Thank you that you sing over us. And, God, I, I think this morning about the beginning of mankind, the first two people, Adam and Eve, to the babies that were born while I was teaching this morning. You have witnessed every act, good and bad, wholesome and abusive. You've seen every act of violence and every act of generosity, and your heart is still moved. You have not grown calloused. I pray that you give us compassionate hearts. I, I pray that you transform us when we lose our way, when our emotions try to get the best of us and make us the worst. Lord, I know that my feelings and our feelings are often unreliable. So we don't want to build our life on feelings. We want to build our lives on your truth and the truth of your word. We want you to be the Lord of our emotions. And dear God, we ask right now that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you'll fill our lives with love and not hate with peace and not chaos, with joy and not sorrow, with patience and not impatience. 
Help us to be kind. Fill us with goodness. Fill us with faith. Fill us with gentleness. Give us the courage to be self-controlled, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said a big loud, Amen. amen, amen. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Please visit us at mylfc.com for more information about our church. Thank you so much for listening.